0: Hey, y'all. It's Aubrey Elise, and you're listening to Coffee, Tea, and Everything Between, where we talk about everything, ranging from politics to relationships, and this is Season 1, Episode 5, titled, Being Black in 2020. Yeah, we need to do a mental health check. Alrighty, guys. So today we have a special, special, special guest. I have Dr. Thurman Webb. He is a professor at TSU in the psychology department, and he's actually been there for nine years. And some really cool things about him is he's the founder of Rebrand the Black Man and the co-owner of Imani Behavior Health. So without further ado, guys, let's welcome Dr. Webb.
1: Hello. How are you?
0: Good, good. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Yeah, Thank you for having me. I'm really excited about the topic today. I think people can really uh, benefit from our conversation.
0: Yes, sir. So, guys, as I mentioned, he's the founder of Rebrand the Black Man and the co-owner of Imani Behavioral Health. So, Dr. Webb, can you just tell me a little bit more about that? Like, what are those things and what does it all involve?
1: yeah so rebranded black man is about changing the narrative about black men in america and on the global stage it's mm-hmm. about highlighting the things we have done we are doing and we will do to contribute to society and to humanity as a whole
0: you um,
1: might Behavior health uh we do uh counseling one-on-one group uh and we also provide psychological testing and what makes us a little bit unique is that we are we are a very diverse staff of people um when we're dealing with minorities we try to be um to to really take the spiritual component which is part of our culture into the therapeutic process and uh and make gains uh with that understanding so we put a lot of highlight on being culturally competent within the field of counseling because we know that minorities have the tendency not to access that space at the same rate as mainstream america And so that is uh, part of our mission to make sure that we are mentally healthy, physically healthy, as well as spiritually healthy.
0: I love that. So I was just thinking, you're a black man in a psychology department and you focus on mental health. And of course, there's been a lot of conversation about just mental health being even a thing in the black community, specifically with the black men. Can you tell me how you even got involved with all this?
1: Yeah. um, So... You know, when I first graduated um, college, I was um, doing business management and community relations for professional athletes. But uh, in doing that, I kept coming across uh, unique individuals across various cities that wanted to have conversations. They just found it easy to talk to me. Mm. And uh, I remember in high school that I used to uh, talk to my my school counselor. His name was Mr. Reeder. Mm. However, Mr. Reeder was a white man and he was gay. Oh, wow. And while he, while he was very, very cool, there was still that element of disassociation because I could not necessarily relate. Absolutely. So when I went to make a career change, I started looking at psychology. And I said, hey, how about I be the very thing that I, that I would have liked to have? Right. And so I went back to and got my master's to do school counseling. And then that progressed, of course, to the LPC, uh, life coaching. So forth, so on. Uh, I've always been an entrepreneur, so that's ran parallel to this. So, you know, I'm not just about being an employee. I like being an employer. Yeah,
0: love so,
1: that. Yeah, so that that's kind of, that's how I kind of got guided towards the field of psychology.
0: Love that. So, guys, I wanted to bring Dr. Webb on today because... It is 2020, and honestly, I think everybody's mood is take me to the king because we've had enough from, you know, seeing the unjust killing of black men and women on our phones and social media every single day from coronavirus literally ruining all of our lives and just uprooting everything we know and just seeing seeing so many, you know, stars that we have fallen in love with and looked up to die right in front of our eyes. Um, this has been a really, really, really tough year. So, Dr. Webb is gonna come and talk to us about what it means to be a black person in 2020 and how that looks like with mental health so i just really want to take it first with um first things first is um just all these police um you know killings and um injustice going on i mean how do you feel about that specifically for black men but women i mean so oftentimes we feel like we have to be the nurturer and caring and do something and we feel helpless like we can't protect you guys so
1: yeah i mean it's um you know the current social zygus necessarily comes along with its own stressors. Right. Um, and that's even more pronounced when we talk about people of color. And, um, when we, and even more pronounced when we talk about African American males. That's not to exclude African American females or any female of color for that matter. Mm-hmm. But it seems like right now, um, when we look at various forms of media, it's more represented, um, when we talk about injustice against males, black males, period. Absolutely. And that's very stressful. You know, I've I've, I've had a lot of conversations with young men, uh, middle-aged men and older men surrounding this topic. Uh, I am encouraged to see that I'm, I'm having more younger men want to engage in the counseling space.
0: Love that. Or the,
1: or, or the coaching space, so to speak. And, and it's because, you know, this can be a lot to process.
0: Mhm
1: death can be a lot to process. And the thing that we don't want to do is to normalize uh, this injustice. Right. Right. Sad. And so that means that like we necessarily have a responsibility to stay engaged. Mm-hmm. But that can be so hard when it's back to back to back Absolutely. to back. But I want to remind everyone that the quality of your consciousness at this moment is what shapes the future. Hmm. So you have to really, really work to make sure that you are in this moment, that you are aware and yeah. that you are active. Everybody's activism doesn't look the same.
0: Absolutely. And
1: so while some may vote, some may march in the streets, others may decide to put together a podcast. They may decide to make sure that they uh, distribute information via their social media. However, yeah. I think as a minority, specifically as an African-American, We all have a responsibility to be engaged. That's it. I don't care how you get engaged, but I think you have a responsibility to be engaged. And people are tired. And uh, when we look at philosophical beliefs, what we understand is that violence is a language, too. It's just the most primitive form of language.
0: That's good. Yeah.
1: So... You know, I, I really and and that comes by way of individuals not having the emotional vocabulary mm. to express the frustration that they're feeling. Wow! And so much like a baby who cannot express themselves, they cry out.
0: Right.
1: And so um, it's just been my personal mission to, to to try to infuse this moment with the emotional vocabulary in order to put a narrative to this moment that is progressive, that is meaningful, and that is is relevant.
0: So good. Okay, and can you, like, explain to us what mental vocabulary is? What does that look like? What's some examples? Uh,
1: yeah, so emotional vocabulary. I'm sorry. <laughs> is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Emotional vocabulary is um, really selecting the right words to describe exactly how you feel. Okay. A lot of times people make the mistake to think that their feelings are facts and they're not mm. right. We inform our feelings. Um, and sometimes they if we don't, if we're not competent, if we're not aware, if we're not centered in self to know self so, then our emotions will have us do things that are outside of self. Um, There are uh, there are uh, unlimited number of individuals who are incarcerated right now because their emotions cause them to do something outside of self. Right. Right. Out of spontaneity, out of the moment. Um, And so but what we find is when we have the emotional vocabulary, we have a tendency to maintain control.
0: Mm.
1: And that's what we call a, a high internal locus of control. Like believing that I have control over my outcomes
0: right
1: uh emotional vocabulary helps me showcase to those individuals in front of me or around me um to showcase to them who I am right. now I don't have to necessarily tell them all the details about me, but I'm able to give them enough information so that they understand who is standing in front of them right and and so um. That comes by way of spending time with self.
0: Mm, so There's good. There's a
1: difference between being lonely and being alone. Mm. In order to increase your, your emotional vocabulary to get to know self, you have to have some alone time. Mm. A lot of people don't do that, right? They yeah. find themselves as codependent. And what ends up happening is... Um, they are constantly looking for companions to spend time with. So well, that good. is the first indicator that you may not like spending time with yourself, so why should anybody else?
0: Ooh, girl. Right? He the same So,
1: way. we have to make sure that we are at a place that we know what it takes to grow us.
0: Yeah, so you good. You should
1: not be the same person you were yesterday. Mm-hmm. You should not be the same person you were when you were in college once you graduate, mm-hmm. you shouldn't necessarily progress. But the question is like, everybody knows that, but how do you do that, right? Because right. everybody has a what I used to do story. Right. Very few people have a what I'm doing life. Mm. So how do I feed myself and equip myself so that I can constantly be engaged in the process of growth, right? Change is inevitable, growth is optional. Mm. So you have to take a, a, an intentional step towards growth, and you do that by way of learning self and then putting those lessons to action. Yeah. Emotional vocabulary helps you make that process um, more understandable and put it more in alignment with um, whatever you consider to be above you that's within you, yeah. and then also uh, you know, what you desire.
0: Yeah, so good. And you just brought up something that I, I guess I've always had a question about, but... Um you know why do people other than they don't like themselves well why do they have a problem being still and being to themselves like you said there's some people that hop relationship relationship or always you know with somebody why do you feel that as humans we have a well some humans have an issue with staying to ourselves
1: you know you can leave a toxic relationship but if you don't heal What attracted you to that toxic relationship then you end up with it again Mm. and a lot of times people will engage in other people's business so that they have an excuse not to fix their own
0: because it's too painful
1: right that's That's why they can look at your situation and tell you what to do while theirs is falling apart Mm. because it's painful to heal but what you have to understand is that all pain is not the same right Right? There's a pain that you experience when you get hurt, but then there's also a pain that you experience when you're healing, mm. which means they are not all the same. Right. You want to progress to be in a space that you are experiencing this discomfort or pain from the healing process. Because once you do that, you have a story to tell, you're stronger, plus you have the experience to feed your, your, your knowledge base. Right. Right. Um, and so a lot of people don't want to do that. Everybody wants the truth until it's the truth they're not ready for.
0: That's it. Yeah.
1: So um, then you have to ask yourself, like, do you really want the truth? And if that is the case, then that means they would prefer to live the lie mm. than to exist in the truth. Wow. And whenever you do that, that means that whenever anybody starts speaking the truth, those people get very uncomfortable because mm-hmm. they're living a the lie. Right uh so yeah i mean i think it's people just find it difficult they want to heal people are more married to the to the facade of themselves than the reality of themselves Mm,
0: that's so good yeah yeah that's good all right guys so we just learned that as we master our emotional vocabulary we will be able to better deal with all this trauma that we're seeing so moving forward you know we've gotten past the police brutality we're still dealing with an uncertain 2020 other than you know just really practicing our emotional vocabulary and staying to ourselves to know our emotional vocabulary what else can we do in this year of uncertainty where it literally seems like it's something new every single day
1: (sighs) first you got to manage the information that you're taking in Mm. you know um you know, whenever you're in college, you hear from your professors all the time, like you know, cite your work or mm. where did you get this from.
0: Yeah,
1: and that's a very useful uh, exercise to engage in. And you need to really take it seriously because now we're at, we're in an age where there's so much information that we like people really don't require you to know it. Mm. They just require you to have the know-how on how to access it. Mm. And there's so much out there that we really have to vet our sources. Mm. Uh, And so, you know, I think that one of the things you can do is first manage the amount of information you're taking in, vet your sources so that you know that you're getting accurate information, and then spend time having a critical thought about that so that you can actually take action, right? Right. Whatever action you choose. But the fourth thing is this, rest. Mm. rest your mind you know people don't body, like
0: doing that
1: rest your soul people are not doing that Yeah. and so they have to really uh, engage in that space the restful space because yeah. even during COVID right now people will tell you they say um, but it's your time to level up mm-hmm. if you ain't producing nothing in the midst of COVID then you ain't having it in you anyway right. you know you got time now that was your excuse and like all of that's partly true a lot of people out there saying it cuz it sounds good to say
0: right
1: but at the end of the day um you have time to rest also mhm right um the the body needs to rejuvenate itself that's mm-hmm. the whole purpose of sleep sleep is sleep mimics a coma Mm. Mm-hmm. right and the reason it does that is cuz when we're asleep what we know scientifically is that our cells speed up the rejuvenation process
0: oh wow yeah
1: right and so which means it's just as important as everything you do when you're awake and in some cases it's more important right right but the key is to make sure that everything has its own lane Mm. and so put yourself in a growth mindset which means i can learn anything i want to Mm. all right that's number one number two uh when i'm frustrated i persevere All right, positive self-talk. Number right. three, I want to challenge myself. It's okay to put things on the table that you're not quite sure if you can complete. Right. In the words of the great Kobe Bryant, he said, if you select the thing you're not quite sure that you can complete that, that's the thing you need to be doing. Because so that's good. the thing that's going to challenge you, right? Yeah. When I fall, I'll learn. It's not a failure. Uh, tell yourself to try harder if you need to, and if you succeed, make sure that you inspire someone else to do the same thing right in the midst of this chaos what you will find is on the other side of it it is your efforts that will be your comfort Mm. right it's the same thing I tell people in grief your efforts will comfort you later Mm -hmm. when you're going through the grief process because you'll be able to look back and say I did all that I could right right nothing's nothing's more uh disappointing self when i know i could have did more but i chose not to
0: absolutely so okay and then like i know you said sleep but some of us aubrey myself have a really hard time resting and sitting down somewhere so what are other like effective ways for us to rest like if of course we're sleeping at night but what else like do we need to put our phones down do we need to go for a walk like i know this might be a basic answer but it's a much needed answer.
1: Yeah, i think you do all of that. I yeah. mean, i kind of fall in that same category also. Um and and i tell, you know, i tell students and my mentees all the time like i haven't used an alarm clock since probably 2001. Really? Maybe, yeah, maybe in between that, but yeah. Wow. Alarm clocks don't work for me, right? And I've never miss I don't miss flights. So I don't do anything like that. Wow. Uh, but the way my body is set up and, um, like, if I have to catch an early morning flight and I set an alarm clock, I'll end up waking up 20 minutes before the alarm goes off. Mm, yeah. And that, that is a habit that I've increased. If I come in at 3 or 4 in the morning from hanging out with, you know, homecoming, quote unquote, yeah. <laughs> I'm still up by six o'clock. Mm. Like it just, that's how my body's built, yeah. right? But what that says is I go to, I go to sleep when I'm sleepy mm. and I wake up when I'm not. Wow. Because I cannot maximize or produce great quality work if I'm tired.
0: Mm. That's good. And the
1: reason I stay on that is because inspiration will hit me at any moment. Mm-hmm. And I have to have the energy to carry that out,
0: right,
1: that's why rest is important,
0: yeah,
1: right, because you you may not be able to squeeze in that idea in that seven and a half hours of of a day of work, right, but you come like like now we're recording right now, it's evening time it's outside of the normal work day, but right. you have to have the energy in order to carry this out absolutely, and so we prioritize, but people often tell you to prioritize the things you have to do Mm -hmm. but the thing they never tell you is that you have to prioritize the energy you have to spend to do it
0: that's good yeah
1: and so you know energy management is just as important as time management
0: that's good energy management is just as good as time management y'all tweet that later all right guys so now I just want to ask, like, with everything this year, with everything you've seen happen, like, how would you summarize this year? And if there was anything that you can say about this year or comment on anything, what would it be?
1: Uh, 2020, is, uh, 2020 has not been a punk at all. Yeah, so good. Like 2020 has literally stood in the face and said, now what? And everything 2020 said it was going to do, is done. Yeah um keep in mind you're not unique by what happens to you you're unique by the way you respond to what happens to you that's good and so um you know for me personally I'm, when i'm looking at, at 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 it with my my personal lens with my professional lens and with my social lens yeah
0: um
1: the thing that comes to my mind is that i would rather save a solitude a lot of people's absence than to normalize their dysfunctional presence. Mm, wow. And so 2020 has really pronounced that for me. The people who I ride with, who I rock with, um, unequivocally, we're still doing that.
0: Yeah.
1: And the people who had other agendas and motives, I'm not. Yeah. But guess what? It's cool. Because life is not about absolutes. Yeah. I still want to see those people eat. Yeah, they just can't eat with me. Facts. Yeah, that's it, right? Yeah. So it's not that I'm wishing bad on anybody, and I want to see them have that come up. I just don't want them to come up at my table. They they got to do that somewhere else because we just operate different.
0: Yeah.
1: That that doesn't mean I'm not rooting for you, right? Yeah. Um So 2020. That's you know when I look at at it holistically right now. Keep in mind we're still not through 2020.
0: But
1: um, I think it was overdue. I think 2020 was long overdue.
0: Yeah. And so, like, how do you feel like the effects, you know, moving forward to 2021 this year will have? I mean, I mean, that's probably a dumb question, but how do you see that, like, changing our lives from here on out?
1: I mean, the first thing, like, especially young adults, what you have to realize is that time is not synchronized, mm. right? They like These constructs make you think that this, like, in January, January, January 1, y'all say Happy New Year. Right. But that's not your New Year. Mm. Your New Year occurs on your birthday.
0: Oh, wow. And generally yeah.
1: on a lot of people's birthday, I say, yo, Happy New Year, cat! They're like, mm. yo, that's what's up, man. Happy New Year. Keep it moving. That's good. So, like, a lot of people, if we look at it through that ideology, their 2021 has already started. Mm. Right? Which means whatever change you need to make can start right now. You mm. ain't got to wait till 2021. 2021 is going to be what it's going to be. Right. The question is are you going to be what you need to be?
0: So good. So good. right guys so y'all know i always love to end every podcast with just a really light foot and some fun questions so the first question is dr webb do you drink coffee if you drink coffee what's your favorite drink or um order that you get like all the time um and once you answer that i'll ask you the ultimate question if starbucks is really canceled for you
1: yeah um so, part of my activism is supporting black owned businesses, yeah. right? That's how, that's part of, part of the way I engage. Mm-hmm. And PS announcement, yo, some of y'all black owners, man, lose their attitude. I'm still rock with Say you.
0: Say that. That's good.
1: But lose the attitude, all mm-hmm. right? However, so now that I'm over <laughs> with that, i um, Yeah, so my, my godbrother, my very best friend, um, he owns a coffee shop called Graham's Coffee. Amazing. I prefer his special blend He spent uh, a blend. lot of years Getting that together It's the number 17 Number 17 Yeah and I take it I take it uh, With nothing in it But lavender Oh Yeah Now really. how does that taste?
0: So, I've, I've never had lavender In like a coffee
1: It's delicious hmm, To me it's though. delicious
0: Check that yeah, out. I
1: used to do blueberry in mine before, mm. but now I'm in my lavender season. So
0: Ooh, okay. I'm gonna have to try the lavender. And um so I'm guessing Starbucks is canceled for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not a fan of overpriced coffee anyway because yeah. it's trendy. It's kinda right up there with Karen and Mac. Like <laughs> Literally. Anyway. But um, yeah, so i mean do what you will i'll never (laughs) tell you what to do i can tell you what works for
0: me yeah well we heard it here guys we have a black owned coffee shop here in nashville it's actually in madison but if you need a ride i'll take you because y'all know i love coffee There you um and then the second question is where is your favorite place that you've ever traveled and where would you move if you can move anywhere in the world
1: Uh, to date, the favorite place that I've ever traveled would probably be Sydney, Australia.
0: Ooh.
1: Um, yeah, that was a very life-changing trip. Uh, ironically enough, I took that trip when I was 10 years old. Oh, wow. Um, And it's still
0: your favorite
1: place? And it's still my favorite place. Wow. Hands down. Um, it changed my life. Wow. And I think that was the whole purpose of my mom. It was just her and I. That was the Mm. whole purpose of her taking me in the first place. That's another story. Um... Where would I move? Um, uh, it used to be Canada. I wanted to retire to Canada. Mm. Uh, Why my Canada? Sis, just because um, I, I'm a I, I'm hot nature, so I like cold places.
0: Yeah, I definitely understand. Um,
1: but water and beaches feeds my my beingness. Mm. Like so, the ocean feeds my beingness. Not necessarily lakes and crap like that. Okay but the ocean feeds my beingness. So I'm kind of conflicted, but um, Johannesburg or Ghana is definitely on the list also.
0: Love that, love that. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Webb, for joining us today, guys. We had an amazing conversation. Y'all know the drill. If you like this, make sure you share it with your friends and family. Thank you so much, Dr. Webb, for joining us. Thank you. And guys, we are going to Grant's Coffee Shop. You heard it here, black-owned. Number 17, special blend with a shot of lavender, not lavender. All right, guys, thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next time.